How do you like them apples, baby? I like it. It's Hulk. It's Hulkbuster apples. I got some. I got some juicy apples. Peaches? No. They're supple. Uh, grapefruits? Grapefruits are sour. Greetings and welcome to episode thirteen of the Long Box. I'm Mandy. And I'm Andy. Coming to you from Mushyhead Comics with all the comic, entertainment, and geek-filled news for the week of February eighteenth, twenty eighteen. Wow, we're already halfway through February. Dude, it's surreal. It's going to be 2019 before you know it. Oh my god, shut your face. Why are you even talking like that? Because that's when Game of Thrones comes back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, it's, it's serious. On today's episode, we got our first teaser trailer for the online series Cobra Kai. Let's briefly discuss the return of Karate Kid. Hiya. Then let's talk about the new Ready Player One trailer and the uprising of the rebellion. Join me! And speaking of rebellions, we saw Black Panther. We will give you a brief spoiler-free review. It was good. That's my review. That's that's the only way I can give you a spoiler-free review. It was it good. It was good. <laughs> it was gooders. But first, let's get the summation of all the graphic goodness coming to us Wednesday. Andy, what's the 411 in the comic universe? 52. <laughs> Why 52? The new 52? Haven't we already passed that threshold, though? What's the meaning of life? I don't think anybody knows. No. From Guide to the Galaxy? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Yes. I think it is 52. 42. Oh. I was close. 42. That final answer. Great. Get into this. Come on. Number ones for this week are Krusty the Clown. One shot from Bongo Comics. Bongo. Really? That's all you got? Bongo. I can't be clever all the time. It's like two hours past my bedtime. Hurry up. You need my hippie dance. Lucas Stand Inner Demons. Boom Studio. Hellboy and the BPRD. 1955. Burning Season. One shot from Dark Horse Comics. Matahari. Four part miniseries from Dark Horse Comics. Batman Sins of the Father. Six part miniseries. DC Comics. Brave and the Bold. Batman and Wonder Woman. Six part miniseries. DC Comics. Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye, Swamp Thing Special, DC Comics. Deathbed, six-part miniseries, DC Comics. James Bond M, one-shot, Dynamite Entertainment. Kiss, Dynamite Entertainment. I'm assuming this is about the band, correct? Yes, yes. Aren't they all dead? Gene Simmons will never die. Shouldn't they be dead by now? Like, why are we still talking about Kiss? (laughs) Because our parents are still alive and they're idiots. Mm, all right. Pumpkinhead, five-part miniseries, Dynamite Entertainment. Tarna, Heavy Metal Magazine. I think that's how you say it. Like, Tarna, Tarna, Tarna. I'm leaving that in just so you know. <laughs> Punk's Not Dead, IDW Publishing. We'll see if Kiss was punk, and then these two books would go together and make sense. Yeah. But they're not. They're not. Days of Hate. 12-part miniseries, Image Comics. Hit Girl, Image Comics. Yeah. Multiple Warheads Ghost Throne, one-shot from Image Comics. Postal Mark, one-shot from Image Comics. Black Panther Annual, Marvel Comics. Doctor Strange Damnation, four-part miniseries, Marvel Comics. Infinity Countdown Prime, Marvel Comics. Shiver Bureau, Scout Comics. Bloodborne, four-part miniseries, Titan Publishing. And Musketeers, five-part miniseries from Xenoscope Entertainment.
for my picks. My first pick is Super Sons number 13, Mother's Day Part 1. Talia al Ghul returns for her son Damien, whom she's trained from birth to be an assassin. With the evil in Robin's past finally revealed to Superboy, it might be too much for the Sons' partnership to survive, especially when the boys find out her next victim is one of the most important people in their lives. Batman? I don't know. I, I kind of want to find out though superman i really think this is tied in with the whole you know batman deathstroke you are not the father oh yeah we went full-on maury povich in the last episode yes and i feel like with all these books they're kind of leading into that yeah it's possible i mean i i don't know i guess it just depends on who they determine is the most important person in their lives my next pick is hit girl number one hit girl is back The pint-sized Punisher meets Polly Pocket has left America behind and set off to serve justice around the world. First stop, Columbia. A mother seeking vengeance for the murder of her child enlists Hit-Girl to destroy his killer. But Mindy has bigger plans for Columbia's most feared hitman. Mark Millar and Ricardo Lopez Ortiz join forces for the first chapter of Hit-Girl's world tour in this new ongoing monthly series. Yeah. I'm just excited to have Hit-Girl back. Yeah, it's very exciting. I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, you got to understand the movie is about the concept of her and the concept of her is what I enjoyed. Yeah. Okay. Um, Infinity Countdown Prime number one. The Infinity Stones, individually, they grant their wielder great power. Together, they grant the power of a god. Newly reformed and scattered throughout the universe, these artifacts allow the ones who claim them their heart's desire. Now, as their locations are discovered, forces converge for a battle that will begin the universe down a dark path to the end. Jump onto this exciting ride that will lead to the biggest infinity yet. Ooh. Ah. This is just a start of something that's going to be big again and i really felt like they're doing it because of the infinity war movie coming out of course they are they're trying to capitalize on the hype that's going around right now yes they're trying to cash in on the hype and peak more interest oh we're already peaked we're convulsing with excitement twin peaks (laughs) no not the restaurant i wasn't i was not talking about the restaurant Okay, so my picks this week, I only have two because I'm boring and dumb. So I have Harley Quinn number 38, Angry Bird, part two. The Penguin didn't come to Brooklyn alone this time. He put out an open invitation for some of Gotham City's worst to join him in his new criminal empire, as long as they're willing to hold off Harley Quinn. And when we say the worst, we mean the worst. Film freak, egghead, condiment king, Nateman's hot dogs is going to have a lot to say about that. I think these are all characters that we also saw in the Lego Batman movie. Yeah. So. Reunion. Reunion. Hey, guys. Well, we get Will Arnett. That's all I need to know. (laughs) Frank Cho obviously is doing cover B, the variant cover. I like this cover. I I like Cho, so it's fine. Yes. It's not his best cover for Harley, but it's good. But his cover gives away a critical villain that we're probably going to be seeing. Oh, but there's more. Oh, but wait. But you're going to have to wait till after Mandy's next pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patience, my child. Patience. So my next pick is Star Wars Dr. Aphra number 17. Aphra and her new crew are launching a brand new mission, infiltrating a secret rebellion training center. Little do they know they might be in over their heads. Bonus, a new rebellion leader. Who is that? It's R2-D2. Um... It is Lando Calrissian. Nah. I'm just kidding. Ooh, it's Daenerys. Mm. It's Kira. Mm. They're going to pull all of them in. Woody Harrelson. 
That's it for me. <laughs> That's all I got. So what's next? So next up, we have our yay covers of the week. Yay! <laughs> Still not old. I, every time, though, I want to do the spirit fingers. Hmm. Here, you can go ahead and introduce this one. Okay, so Andy and I both... Agreed on one. Oh, my God. Somebody put that on the calendar. Write it down, kids. Write it down. We chose Aquaman number 33, cover A, by Stapon Sejai. And if that's not how you say his name, <laughs> we watched like six videos to try to figure it out. So blame them. Yeah. Well, blame the guy himself because that's basically the way he said his own name. Okay, but listen, L Linda, Linda, listen. Linda, look. Look, Linda. This cover is so well drawn that I didn't even realize the hands were bad. <laughs> what? You know, the hands around Mira. Oh, but yeah, that was the ones that. Yeah. Because I talked about it too, that there just seems to be two hands that are not drawn well. Like they look like they weren't finished. Okay, but and I, I don't know if he did the color too. And that, that's where it could have came in the next step. The hair is done. It's obviously digitally colored. I could tell. I mean, I could just tell. But the hair is done well on both. There's hands. There's bubbles. There's cleavage. They use conditioner. Oh, it's freaking brilliant. I like the texture and the water behind them. I just, I love everything about this cover. Uh-huh. Get a room. Dude. They need to get a room. Mm-hmm. Okay, for my next pick, it's actually cover B of the same issue by Joshua Middleton, which it's essentially just Aquaman by himself, but it's very well done. It's a good cover. It's very Andy Warhol. What? It's very like Andy Warhol. There's a lot of colors and weird fish placement. I mean, it's done really well. It's just very like Andy Warhol, like the Campbell's soup can. It's just like, okay. <laughs> okay. It's a weird screen printing of Aquaman. Oh, it'd be a good t-shirt. Yeah, maybe if you eliminate the background though. Yeah. Just to do a plain. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good silhouette though. I like it. Uh, my next pick is Brave and the Bold, Batman and Wonder Woman, number one, mm. by Liam Sharp. Oh my god, Liam. This one's just uh, basically a full picture. Like, it's it's done well all together. Like, it's got great detail in the background and on the characters themselves. It's so great. There's greatness. Are you seeing it now? Yes, I see it. It's great. It's... Okay. And... <laughs> And for my next pick, this is coming from me, not Mandy. Oh my God. Harley Quinn number 38 cover A by Amanda Connor and Darwin Cook. I know, right? She does enjoy it too, but I got to it first. I call dibs. Oh, that's fine. I liked it. I would like to see it in color. So I'm excited for Wednesday so I can see it in color. Yes, but it's it's definitely a change up from uh, what Amanda Connor typically does. Yes, but I feel like this is part of her transition out. Yeah, I agree. Of the series. Which I believe we had said the March issue, which... I don't know. I didn't read up again or anything on it. But I think we had like the March issues. They were completely out because I mean, they're not writing it anymore, but she's still doing covers. Right. Well, I'm pretty sure that was contractual. So she's not pregnant. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, OK. Next. Next pick. Hit girl number one. The Unknown Comics variant by Natalie Sanders. And this is basically done in the same way that the kick-ass cover was done last week. Uh, it is actually a connecting cover with that one. Moving on. Honorable mentions. It's so honorable. The Doctor Strange Damnation number one. Young Guns variant by Javier Garon. Garon. 
It could be Garen. It could be, but I think with the first name being Javier, I don't think it's, it, unless it was Javier Garen. Okay, I feel like you're being slightly racist. Marca. Well, I'm going out on a limb and saying it's Javier Garon. Very well. Then we would have had no thank you covers. No thanks. No thank you. I found a few that I felt like could have been on my no thank you, but I didn't feel like I wanted to put them on full on blast. You have escaped our grasp this week. Yeah. But we will find you. We'll be back. And we will crush you. And obviously, because my plastic surgeon doesn't want me doing any activities with balls flying at my nose, there will be links to check out all the books, including variants and exclusives, on our website. Well, I guess that means no extracurricular activities for you. Yeah. No balls in my face. I have a pretty decent nose, so. Yes, I love your little nose. (laughs) It's not that little, but... Okay, so next up, we... I roll. Okay. So we're going to briefly get into a few of the trailers that we've seen recently. Uh, Coming to YouTube Red, we have Cobra Kai, which is basically, I guess, a continuation, not a reboot, of the original Karate Kid. Yeah, and right off the bat, I get the uh, low-budget feel. Yeah, and they look old, and it Mm. feels like a fast attempt to cash in on the 80s nostalgia. And I just want to say, could they leave my childhood alone? Just (laughs) freaking stop. No. Okay. No. And here's the thing. The whole, what I'm getting as the premise for this show is Johnny, the one he defeated in the championship in the very first Karate Kid movie with the crane kick, mm-hmm. uh, is reopening the Cobra Kai dojo. And basically it's Ralph Macchio. Yeah. His character uh, is like basically saying what you're saying. Like, leave it alone. Like, why would you want to reopen this? Why are you trying to bring back the Cobra Kai? This bad memory. Like, dude, you lost. Like, you were tortured by this, your sensei, and now you're going to bring it back for other kids? No, that, what the? F- Mr. Miyagi. No, not Mr. Miyagi, the other guy. No, I just, it's not the same. But he has passed away, so he's definitely not going to be making an appearance. But another thing I would like to just briefly point out in my negative Nancyness. Bring well, us down, Debbie. A lot of the movies from the 80s, like I want to say The Breakfast Club, Karate mm, Kid. They can't be remade. They just can't. They're so cheesy and just totally 80s 16 candles i mean disney tried to remake 16 candles and it's decent with debbie ryan but it's not the same that was not the same 16 candles i know that i'm just saying stranger things brought the 80s back to the forefront but they didn't remake anything no no i know that but oh no no i'm building on what you're saying oh okay like they didn't remake anything they just brought the nostalgia right so then i feel like people get nostalgic and they're like oh i'd really like to see a new karate kid like the one they did with jaden smith why yeah but here's the other thing they have been bringing back properties for a while you know like old cartoons that we've been watching well like ninja turtles yes ninja turtles is back transformers is back my little pony is back well i feel like ninja turtles never really actually went anywhere no. It's, it's always been pretty much on TV in some form. Then there is uh, supposedly going to be a reboot of He-Man. They're bringing back She-Ra. Yeah, they they used a focus group for Monstro Mechanica. Oh, okay. I'm down with that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I enjoyed that. All I'm saying is, is there are certain things that I don't... Like, what if they tried to do Back to the Future? Like, mm. what if they just suddenly decided that, you know, Marty McFly is the new Doc Brown and they're going to redo Back to the Future? No. 
leave my shit alone. Well, see, my whole thing is I will still check it out and then I will either burn you to the ground or, you know, carry you on my shoulders oh, and no. praise you. But I'm going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, I'm I'm just hostile about it. I'm going to go in hostile. Basically, you're going to go in kicking and screaming rather than just, you know, walk in and just sit down and watch. Yeah, this is not like Justice League. Like, you are not going to deter me from watching it. I'm just going to be resentful the entire time. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, I don't. I, I, this show sucks. And oh my, what did he just do? Oh my God. Is he going out with her? Oh my God. Oh my God. <sighs> Becky. That's his wife. Ugh, he could have done so much better. Hopefully he's gay. Oh, you know what's one thing though I really didn't like in the trailer though? What? Like again, I it gave me the whole low budget feel. But the scene where Ralph Macchio steps up to the mat to face Johnny. Mm -hmm. Like you can completely tell that he was standing there and then they said, okay, go. And he takes one step and positions himself. Like it's completely like unnatural. Like, you know, it's a setup, you know, you know, it's a show and you know, he didn't do his scene well. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. <sighs> Maybe we just have the editors to blame and they tried to get the trailer out too fast or something. And The other thing, too, is it's YouTube Red. I know. That's that's kind of what I'm saying, though. I mean, Like, they couldn't even sell it to Netflix. Damn. I mean, not to throw shade on YouTube or anything, but I still don't. I'm still not a Red subscriber. You have not put anything on your YouTube Red to make me want to pay to see YouTube. We, I'll just wait through the ads. We did do the trial to watch that movie. Oh, yeah. the With the... Uh, Peyton List and Logan Paul. Yeah, yeah. Before we actually knew who Logan Paul was, just so you know. No, before we loathed the Pauls. We just knew our kids watched them. Yeah. That was it. There we go. But I will say this. The movie was not that bad, considering. I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, but then we had never watched anything else on YouTube, Brad. I know, which is why it was a trial and we didn't we didn't continue the subscription. That's the other thing. I think that's why they're doing this, because most of the other material is not as TV-esque as this. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it's not like a real show uh, then again i haven't really seen lately what the material they have is yeah i don't really know uh, they lost me a long time ago so let's transition into ready player one we received a new trailer that gave us more on the rebellion <coughs> warning <coughs> spoilers ahead <coughs> warning <coughs> spoilers ahead <coughs> something else trying to bank on the 80s nostalgia well my whole thing here is we came across this book uh by accident i think we were googling books to read because we were taking a trip we wanted to listen to an audiobook something that was actually going to be the length of our trip too it's not nothing too long you know like stephen king books that are like over 30 hours right so we looked it up and we were like oh i had already sort of i think i had this on a list like on my barnes and noble wish list or something so so we listened to this novel and when the news first came out that Spielberg was going to be the director and that he had bought the novel, we were like, okay, like, yes, this is going to be amazing. Think of all the amazing things that Spielberg has done. And now that I've gotten a few trailers, I just don't think I like all of the changes that they've made. Can I tell you how we got the book? Yeah. Because I actually remember. Okay. <laughs> okay, first off, you know, but they don't know. I love to read books that are going to be made into movies. Like, that's my thing. I would like to do that, even if it's not something I typically read. That's something I usually do. Okay. Anyways, Dark Horizons is a site that I, you know, go to a lot. 
and they had news, you know, and every time I read something like, oh, they're doing it based on this book. Oh, they're doing this on this on this based on this book. So I read it. I mean, I looked at it and they're like, oh, Steven Spielberg's doing a movie for this. And then I read the premise and I was like, wow, that actually sounds kind of cool. And then I looked it up and then and then I asked you about it. And then, yes, like you said, we were going on a trip and I was like, this is perfect length, you know, because these other books that we want to read are freaking long. This one will actually fit our trip. So that's actually what we did. We listened to it. And then years later, the movie is starting to be, you know, we've gotten now I've gotten glimpses of it. This is actually how I got into Hunger Games, too. Like they hadn't even uh, they hadn't even uh, casted for the movie yet. They just said, oh, this person's directing and this is this book and it's been really big. And I was like, and the premise sounded good. So I read it. Oh, see, I got into Hunger Games because, oh, my God, I, I, I don't feel like I can share. I don't know you guys enough to share this story with you. But anyway, I finished all the Twilights <laughs> and I had nothing else to read. And I wanted to get into another series. And I was at Barnes and Noble and I was walking up and down like the whatever it's called. Young adult. Novels. Young adult novels walking up and down the aisle and this guy stopped me you know because I'm a semi-attractive girl in a bookstore and they were like hey what are you looking for and I was like I don't know I just need a new series and he's like oh I'm really into this book you should try this out and he gave me the first Hunger Games and I'm not even gonna lie like the first part of the first book was so slow that I almost didn't even finish it the only book I found slow in that series was uh, Mockingjay. Well, but here's my thing. I, I'm an only child. I just, I couldn't put myself in the character's shoes. Not that I could put myself in Bella's shoes either because, I mean, it's f***ing Twilight <laughs> and there's vampires. But I didn't get it. As I got to know her as a character, the story made more sense to me and the books were more intriguing. Yeah, uh, I'm completely different. I, I thrive off relating to the characters, empathizing, and just putting myself in their shoes. Like, even if I've never been in that situation, I'm able to just live it and feel it the way they do. Which is funny because as a, a person, as a couple, <laughs> I'm more empathetic than you are. Correct. In the real world, I am not empathetic. At all. Like, you're, you're totally like, oh no, she I, deserved to die. I live through imagination, I guess. Emotions and feelings uh, make you weak. Are you being for real right now? We, I, we I, must all become Cybermen. I, oh my God. Don't even start with it. It only brings pain. No, it does. You There will be no pain. You will be upgraded. All I have to say about Ready Player One is... If you <laughs> oh yeah, we're talking about that book, right? Yeah, yeah. If you haven't read this novel yet or even listened to it, the audiobook is really good. Oh, you should be able to pick this book up anywhere right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, It's a Steven Spielberg movie. Well, I get... I don't know. I just get really fired up. Like, I don't... I get that certain things have to be changed. I get that. It's a book. You're not going to be able to completely translate, you know, a five or six hundred page book into a season. Yeah, because a lot of the details and the information is secondary. Right. They're and giving you the imagery, whereas in a show or a movie, they can actually provide you the imagery. They don't have to describe it to you. Yeah, but sometimes they feel like, you know, you don't really need to know this about him. You know, you don't really need to know this side story about him. It, do it doesn't matter for what we're, what we're going to tell you. Ready Player One basically starts with them talking about the hidden easter egg and how it's a big deal and how the game is like a throwback to the 80s and there's music and there's easter eggs hidden in there and that this contest has been going on for years and nobody's made any progress on it and the whole world is looking for it but in the trailer they make it sound like suddenly just one day they all get a broadcast message that there's this magical key and everyone is trying to stop the ioi from getting it yeah and it seems like the race will be next week Right. It's nothing like, no, this has been going on and you have to figure it the f*** out. Yeah, like there's puzzles. The kid figures it out. 
Parsifal, which is Wade Wilson or Wade, whatever his name is. Ty Sheridan. He figures it out. He finds the first key. His name shows up on the leaderboard and then it's an all out battle. People are starting to figure out who this guy is. And he opened the floodgates. He basically opened the floodgate because they've been waiting for somebody to basically figure this stuff out. So then he gets in with Artemis, but he never meets her in real life until almost the very end of the book. But the trailer makes it sound like the news came out. Suddenly there's this big race. Then he meets Artemis in real life and there's this giant rebellion to take down. Yeah, because like we're saying, it took five years for him to figure out the puzzle that opened up a door. He had to do a trial to obtain the key. Right. But, you know, to get to that point, there had to be a puzzle or a riddle figured out. He had to solve it. Which in the second trailer, they did hit on the fact that Holiday wanted to make sure that they were worthy. Holiday. Holiday. They wanted to make sure that whoever won the prize was worthy of it. Yeah, and, and the deal was it was 1980s pop culture. Like you had to be like completely engulfed in this. Right. And we're talking this is like. It's 2044. Right. So it's been a hot year since, <laughs> since the 80s. 64 years since 1980. So we, obviously, because we were born in the 80s, the adults, the old people would be hip to all of these little clues and Easter eggs and things like that. But the young kids would actually have to do research. Correct. But here's the thing, though, like in the book, Wade Watts is enamored with the 80s. Like he's already he is a encyclopedia of 80s pop culture facts, which is what gives him the upper hand. Right. Because Holiday is, Halliday, sorry, is his hero. Correct. Essentially, he, he idolizes Halliday and the Oasis. And, you know, he wants to find this because this is something that's important to him. This is the way it was in the book, but it looks like in the movie, because in the trailer, that large race that we see, it points, like if you look at the sign, it says Copper Key. You know, like this is a race for the copper key, which is the first key. But everybody is there. Yeah. All of the trials are pretty much individual trials. And this one looks like everybody's racing for the one key, which that doesn't really jive with the book. But at the same time, they may be doing this. So it gives you more action, gives you more drama, gives you more like where they're all camaraderie. Yeah. The, you know, because we complained about this before that, you know, they're bringing this whole rebellion thing in, into into the works like and we keep saying you know it was an individual trial right they're trying to make it like you just said it's more about camaraderie more about teamwork more about us against them and which that gives you more and you know gives that more inspirational what's that football movie uh remember the titans remember the titans more rebellion star wars style no i get i get that you're gonna need to mainstream it because you're gonna have the people that don't read correct you're gonna have the people that don't know the backstory i get that people don't necessarily know all of the details but at the same time they could still make it about wade they could make it about parsival they could make it about his first trial they could bring the other characters in sooner rather than you know three quarters of the way through the book i think they should have done it like the book because basically it's individual right Right. He gets first, second key. But when he gets to the third key, the IOI is already there too. Like they, they're on his tail. But they actually discover, I, they discover where the last key is at, but they don't know how to get in. So the IOI actually guards this place. 
so that nobody else can figure it out. Like they're, you know, they're basically creating a monopoly on, on it that, you know, they're the only ones that can go in and try to figure it out. You know, it's kind of like, um, like we talked about last week, the Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Like they needed somebody to figure out all of the puzzles to get through, to get in, to get the key, you know, to, to do the last battle or whatever. So what happens is then they come together and battle the IOI so that Wade can get in because they have figured it out. See, but I believe what they're doing is instead of bringing, you know, building that camaraderie from people that are watching what is happening, they want the be they want the people that help him actually be the people that are competing against him too. Like, you know, this whole time they've competed against each other, but they see that Wade is the key. Like he's the one that can beat them and they get behind him. That's what I feel like this whole thing is where it's going. With the whole rebellion too like they the group gets behind him and they basically pick him as the leader because he can take down ioi go well just in the book the ioi starts doing some very underhanded things yes like they which you see it in the trailer but they blow up wade's stack his home so they, he, yeah they try to take him out of the competition correct so that he can he can't advance and then at some point they hunt down artemis and she has to go on the run h gets involved somehow but anyway the ioi starts doing things because they want control of the oasis yeah but at the same time before they try to eliminate them they try to recruit them correct okay so then it gets to the point where there are enough people that have been negatively affected by the ioi that there is a sense of rebellion correct basically artemis is like you are our leader like you're the only one that can win this for us we are willing to lose for you to make it to the end so they start recruiting people from all over the game and they do have this big battle scene right before they get the crystal key but at the same time the trailer leads you into this whole thing that this camaraderie of brotherhood happens from sooner the beginning. Yeah. right and i just i don't i don't know i I feel like it's too soon to be getting behind anything like that. And again, I feel like the five year span is what helps build this too. Right. Because this kid out of nowhere was able to fast track getting through these uh, riddles, these puzzles, these trials when nobody else could. Well, I think we're just going to have to wait and see. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good movie no matter what. No, I, no. It... I do not think we're going to be happy with the adaptation of no, the book. I don't. But I believe we're going to be happy with the movie. I'm already disappointed, but I'm going to see the movie. It looks like it's going to be great. This may be one where you might want to hold off on the book until after you see the movie because then you may not be as disappointed. I uh. agree because I agree. I think you're going to go in. You're going to watch. It's kind of like Altered Carbon. You're going to watch Alter Altered Carbon think, oh my God, that was a good movie or a good show. And then you're going to read the book and like, wow, this this book was really good it was nothing like the show but it was good there's a lot of things that we don't necessarily need like wade's weird relationship with the lady that lives underneath of him yeah we no, don't but we don't need that I, I agree with what you're saying and the whole thing about the rebellion and the whole you know the races being done together you know no riddles being figured out i feel like that's just them fast tracking it right so that they can actually focus on the rebellion part rather than the puzzles yeah they can move it along to get to the end where everybody's like yay they won 
Because I think they wanted to do a slow build and not just a, whoa, where did this come from? Right. But I feel like that, whoa, where did this come from? Would have came kind of like Spider-Man uh, 2 with the Dr. Octopus. Remember the scene on the subway? Oh, yeah. The people got behind him. Like, he didn't know that the people cared for him that much. But he found out that they were behind him. And I feel like that's the way this should be. They, they've been watching him get through the first two trials. And now they're behind him because they want him to beat IOI. Right. That's the way I, I that feeling is more powerful to me than this buildup of a rebellion and then they get behind them. Well, speaking of rebellions, we saw Black Panther. Oh, yeah. Okay, I don't think anybody's really going to get the rebellion part of uh, what you just said uh, from the trailers because that's really just something you see in the movie. Yeah, but it was good. Yes. And without giving anything away, basically somebody decides to back a different horse at some point. Yeah. We were going to go see the movie anyway. It's a Marvel. It's a superhero. Yeah, we tried to see it two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're so pretty. And it, last week. Oh my God. It was amazing. He got us all hyped up. And when I was like, are you sure that's coming? Yeah, it's coming out. We're going to go see it. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm down. We're going to go see it. And then I'd get a text. No, we're not going to go see it. It doesn't come out this week. And then I was convinced it came out last week. Yeah, that was good times. Anyway, on my Facebook feed, I had there were there was a lot of contrast, but there was one person that had posted something about how this was a victory for the black community because it was a black superhero and it was a black director and like they were going into this whole thing. We got the same not criticism. What do I want to say? Praise about Wonder Woman. It was the first female lead superhero. It was the first female directed superhero movie. This whole thing. I literally just went into it it's a movie and i watched it and it was good it was amazing yes there's a lot of cultural aspects to this movie obviously they're in africa there's a lot of like visuals and imagery you know cultural heritage like it's a very it's a very strong movie so yes in that aspect i feel like it was a a win for that community and that culture as a whole but the movie in general is just amazingly done like it was a great movie you know what i think is a win that people like us went into the movie not giving a shit about the fact that it had anything to do with any of that stuff that it was just we were just there to watch a good movie like that did not play a role yeah and that's the whole point about equality is that you're not supposed to go in thinking oh this was done by a white guy oh this was done by a black guy oh there's black people in this movie oh there's mexicans in this one we're not gonna go watch it no well it's the premise go watch a good movie my family friendly my hesitation it's a black superhero so no matter what you do you're gonna have to do it he's from africa they could have whitewashed it but could they have (laughs) could they have really i don't know i honestly like i said we went into this movie not caring about race or anything right but yes i think we would have noticed if there was a white guy playing black panther well i don't think you're fully understanding what i'm saying like if the director had been white that's the point though it's like it's no it, it would only matter if the movie's suck and at the same time we wouldn't be pointing out that he's white or anything like that you know what i mean it shouldn't be that way it should just be this guy made a bad movie who gives a shit what he is what he does you know what i mean i feel like it was a good combination of bringing ideas and issues to the forefront because we got a lot of the things that i guess are affecting the culture as a whole so to speak you know like the part of the movie takes place in california uh there's a struggle between you know bringing the 
indigenous technology to the masses to help the African-American community or just the African community as a whole? I think in general, they were talking about the impoverished community. Well, I understand that. So, you know, and obviously these people have kept to themselves. They've kept their technology to themselves. They're very protective of their city and society and everything. Their advancements. But by the end of the movie, everybody grows and develops and sees that this isn't just a us problem. It's a everybody problem. Everybody problem. Like like this doesn't just affect this group of people or this group of people. It's an entire world of people that need to be saved, that need to see this technology, that need to grow and develop and, you know, basically save each other. The core theme was essentially that they feared uh, that their own achievements would be taken away from them and that they would no longer be able to reap the benefits of their achievements if they shared it and if they let the secret out. You know what I mean? But at the same time, he learns from past mistakes, not of his own, but of his father's, that if they can't help each other, it's not worth it. Like if they can't share it, it's not worth it. They feared that people would use it for evil over good. So they kept it to themselves because they didn't want, I guess, people to use it against them, like you said. Yeah, and they they essentially thought higher of themselves uh, ethically. (laughs) Right. Which, you know what? They've gone this long. I kind of agree with their assessment because they had made good decisions. And yes, we learned that there were some bad decisions that affected a small group of people and I think that's where this whole thing comes into play of you know do I make a decision that is for the better of mankind you know and hurt a small group or do I just save the small group and then end up making a decision that is not for the betterment of mankind the action sequences were very good yes the visuals that we received were very good the there was a particular chase scene about midway through the movie that was freaking amazing I really loved the, the inner relationships of the characters the camaraderie that they shared yes the, the honor there was a lot of respect in this movie yeah Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know how much ties into the comics and how much... You know, I don't either. ...doesn't. So it's hard for me to say what parallels and what doesn't. Overall, though, this is a good movie. So white, black, yellow, purple, orange, green... Doesn't matter. You should just go see it because it's freaking awesome. I was so impressed with this movie. This movie made me want to see Idris Elba as James Bond. (laughs) Yeah, but why? It shouldn't have mattered. It doesn't matter. But I'm saying people didn't have that visual before, but I freaking... I love Idris Elba. Alba. Elba. 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 Like elbow. Yeah, but with E, like the island. I'm not, you know, I'm not good with. Oh, okay. With geography. Not, my smarts aren't that great. I, I'm not good with the. With the geography. No, I was going to say something else. Like um, the geometry. Oh, yeah. I'm not good with the geometries. You should know that. Um, I'm just saying this movie was great. I we I can't we can't even talk to you about it because if we say anything, <laughs> we're going to spoil it. Yeah, but I think the little tidbits that we give them, you know, that there's a lot of respect in this movie. Um there's a lot of technology. There's a lot of ethical questions that the hero has to go through. You know, it's there's a th- this movie is a trial for for the Black Panther, you know, to be king. I feel like this was a victory for everybody. I agree. It was just a good movie. It was a good movie. There yeah. are two post credit scenes, so you need to stick around for that. Yeah, but they were not very they were good and interesting, but they they were not impactful because we were expecting something a little more having to do with the Infinity War coming up, but it doesn't really you know, this is this is the last movie before the Infinity War movie. Yes, but you don't feel like the second post 
post-credit scene gave you something? Uh, no, it just kind of uh, gave us affirmation about something, but we already knew because he's in the trailer. Well, <laughs> I mean, I understand that, but... But it just tells you where he's been. Right. Well, that's true. I don't agree that, you know, it shouldn't matter, but the fact that for a lot of people it matters about race and everything else, yes, this movie was a win. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Right after we saw the movie, I was on Twitter, and uh, this lady had posted, I'm already getting my Black Panther cosplay ready. I just found out that this company is from Africa and supplied all of the blankets for the movie. And so instantly I was like, dude, I need one of those blankets. Like the wraps. I don't know what they're called. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The uh, tribal gowns or whatever. They're kind of like ponchos. Yeah. But, you know, the African version. They were so colorful. There was a lot of color. We love our color. Oh my God. Just, just look at our logo. There was imagery. There was, the landscape was just, I don't know. Yeah. I, that was another thing. You know, you get this, you have it in your head about, you know, what Africa looks like. And I feel like this movie actually changes your vision of what Africa is. And they, you know, at the same time, like I said, you know, there's, they're believed to be a third world country, but they're obviously not. They're way more advanced than any of us. Which that was funny too. That scene. It was just funny. Yes, it was funny. Cause they're like, really bitch? <laughs> <laughs> All my beer. <laughs> anyway oh it's bedtime really <laughs> yeah well that's all folks thank you so much for stopping by and letting us fill your head with this useless information it's useless. it was not useless it was no. totally useless these people need to know what we have to say about this stuff so that they can enjoy it because <laughs> without us they are nothing uh, no you can check us out on our website at mushyhead.com for a complete list of links as well as fun and interesting factoids and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast yeah you need to subscribe subscribe click like and share <laughs> no i'm just kidding you, you need a prescription for mushy head yeah yeah <laughs> oh my god until next week i'm sorry dave i'm afraid i can't do that is that siri yes <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, you remember that thing I, I told you about that somebody had a, a Google Home and an Alexa? Yes, we talked about this. I've been telling people at work that they had like a whole 20 minute conversation with each other. Well, first it started off with, you know, asking a question about what do you think about Alexa? And, you know, and then they started responding back and forth. Uh-huh. It's the end of the world. I'm yeah. telling you right now. They they called it Hal in the movie, but it's going to be either, you know, it's going to be Alexa, Siri, or Google. What is Google's? It's just Google. Hey, Google. Oh, hey, Google. Hey, Google. I don't like that you have to say, hey, Siri. I would like to just be able to be like, hey, bitch, or whatever. How dare you talk to <laughs> Katie Holmes and Tom Cruise's child like that? No, no. W- what's her name? I don't care. No. What's her name? Siri, I think. No. Suri. Uh-huh. Which is why I bring it up, because that's what you call Siri. Suri. But it's spelled S-I-R. Sir-I. Sir-I. Yes, but I think with the continuation, it's Siri. I don't care. <laughs> it's Suri. She responds to that. We're friends now. She, you need to submit to her. She's scary. She can be. Yeah, she. she's supposed to love me, and she doesn't.